0: welcome back people it is the college football spectacular slash the cfb show we are back finally with norman fucking nate let's go
1: that's what's up boys that's what's up boys Uh,
2: norman Nate. let's go so chicago mike vinny g god bless you guys that's it
0: we're back with (laughs) The Norman Nate himself. We have been alluding to this for weeks, hell, months, um, and he is finally back. Norman, why don't you reintroduce yourself to those who don't know who you are?
2: All right, so uh, hello, everybody. Uh, My name is Norman Nate. Uh, I live uh, in Norman, Oklahoma, home to the University of Oklahoma.
1: Boomer sooner, sooner. Baby. hell
2: yeah, <laughs> hell, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, Boomer sooner. Uh, for those that don't know. Uh, Boomer and Sooner, where does that come from? I know I get that question asked a lot. Uh, It was from the land run, right? If you ever watched the movie, Oklahoma, and uh, the Sooners were the cheaters, right? So there was the land boomers uh, where they were given a stake to go claim their land. Uh, And the Sooners are the ones uh, that went around the official uh, start, if you will. Um, And uh, so they cheated and they went sooner than everybody else. And and they, 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 you know, uh, claimed, uh, false land. But of course, you know, no one back in the day, they didn't keep very good records. So there's people that live in this state today, uh, that have helped homestead land, uh, and they didn't do it the official way. Uh, and I share that story because once I've, I've shared that story, I have good friends, uh, that are, that are fans from, from different colleges and they call us the Oklahoma cheaters. Uh, instead of the Oklahoma Sooners, because that's what the Sooners really were. So, really weird uh, bit a of, bit of piece of history there for you. Um, but we do do things the right way now, which is the important part. Um, and I've known Chicago Mike for a very, very, very long time. Uh, we've really built a great relationship. It started off professionally, uh, and we got to know each other um, through through various business interactions. Uh, over the years, and it's really developed uh, our love for college football. Uh, and then, of course, you started this podcast, and I met uh, the Reverend, His Holiness, if you will, oh, <laughs> the Reverend. <laughs> Hell yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, Vinny G. And uh, and it's been a blessing to meet him as well. And 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 we all seem to be uh, big big sports fans, and, and it's just a blessing to to be able to to talk sports with you guys.
0: Oh yeah, and and to hey. kind of give more of this, right? More of this. Boomer Sooner Norman Nathan is arguably the biggest Oklahoma Sooners fan you will find in the wild. So we are are one hundred percent blessed to have him back. Vince, I apologize, Honor. I cut you off there. You you go ahead, my guy.
1: I was just gonna say he is like our our go to college football guy here. So this is not the first time, or this is this. For instance, it's not the first time, but it will not be the last this season that you hear of this man. So Mm -mm. buckle up, friends. Buckle up. You're in
0: for a ride. (laughs) And we are back. So to give everybody a little bit of insight, we start to do the CFB specials as we get into the college football season. We are getting very close. And before you know it, will be the end of August and we will be in full swing. So with all of that being said, welcome back to the CFB show um norman i know we got a lot to review i know we have a ton to go over but right now why don't you give us the just general climate of what ou ball is looking like right now with venables or as you would refer to him your favorite sorry ass brent venables
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah so it's been it's been really wild right it's been a it's been a wild ride uh in normantown uh, with with the departure of Lincoln Riley and him hijacking our entire coaching staff, uh, all the way down to the strength and conditioning coach, which is really bizarre. Don't forget that's going to Mike's team too. So, right, right. A little animosity,
1: maybe. I can't no I cannot,
2: I cannot wait till we play USC. <laughs> it'll be the happiest day of my life. I'll say that out loud. My daughter will be like, what about my birth? And I'll be like, it was a Close great second. time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hell, we can't all be winners. Don't be greedy. Jesus, what's wrong with you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's uh, so mean. One it's A so or mean. one B, and I'll let you right. make that decision. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, it'll be a hell of a time. Uh, so uh, Brent Venerables, you know, he coached. And really, uh, at OU, he was our defensive coordinator, and that kind of uh, launched his career. It got him a job at Clemson. Uh, obviously, he did really well there. Won national championship with Clemson there as a defensive coordinator. And I was very, very, very skeptical of it, uh, and and still a little bit, a little bit shaky with the guy. Um, and a big part of that is is because we got lit up like a Christmas tree uh, when he was here too. Um, and so this has been a problem. It doesn't matter if it's Mike Stoops, if it's uh, you know Brent Venable's, for some reason. And I think I have a, a solution to that, or, or found the reason for that. Um, we cannot play defense at o- the University of Oklahoma, and it is the damnedest thing because we used to be known, especially back in the '80s, uh, for our defense. Uh, we were very, very, very nasty and had all kinds of fun criminals on our defense. Uh, which make good football players. I mean, you have to be mean, you have to be nasty to play the world's most violent sport, Uh, and we've lost that. We've lost that edge. Um, I think a big part of that is the video game offenses in the Big 12. Um, You know, it's really hard to recruit uh, some big, huge 6'8", 6'9", true defensive tackle Uh, 350 pounds and say, Hey guy, you know, we're going to run, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 95 to 130 snaps in this game. The guy's like, fuck that. I'll go to the sec or at least they run the ball and it's traditional. And I can catch a breather when you're running two minute offense for four quarters, four full quarters. I think that really did hurt us. Um, So that's kind of the deep dive, the skepticalness. And I don't think it was necessarily all Brent Venerable's fault. But again, it really uh, had me worried when that was who they decided to go forth uh, with, go forward with. To kind of speed up to the current events, it really has to humble me just a little bit. The dude is doing the right things. He's saying, Oh, I know. I know. It is. Oh, well, well, like, to watch oh, yeah, for
0: like two seconds, yeah. do we face at Like, look at that. Like Norman to to like stay on some of this right now. Yeah. Do we think that there is some thought process that maybe it was back in the Leach days and the Stoops days where maybe that defense did have some hindrance due to the fact that the focus was solely on that offense and just running and gunning. Right. I think I, mean, I
2: think that I think that's a big part of it. Right. I, I think okay. it's really hard. I think it's twofold. And and so before I get too far into venerables and, and where we're at. I think it was twofold. I do think that it was the Mike Leach offense, and and for those that maybe don't know who Mike Leach is, uh, do go go to YouTube after this episode and do Mike Leach musings or Mike Leach uh, press conferences. Uh, The dude is great. Um, At the end, oh, he's a trip, man. He that guy is just hysterical, but he is an offensive genius. Um, And out of his coaching tree has been a just, it's a huge coaching uh, tree. And some of the most high powered offenses in the country have come from that. Um, And so, so I think that was a part of it. Defense wise, why would you go to a school where the offense is scoring? In some cases we were scoring 19 to 25 seconds, right? Right. Um, So they were literally on the field all the time. And tire them out eventually. Yeah, it is. Them out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if, you know, let's say that it was a long drive series and you're on defense for OU and you might be on the field for three and a half, four minutes, right? Getting hit, getting hit. You're, the, the offense that you're going against is fighting for every yard. As soon as we get the ball, bang, 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 touchdown. And then you're back out there. Let's Jesus. Go. Right. That's a hard, that's hard. And so I think the recruits knew that. Um, and you could see it. I mean, they're just gassed, right? And so so I think that was one part of it. The second part of it, um, I think, was more from a recruiting standpoint. They decided they didn't want to go get Olympic bodybuilders. They didn't want to go get big, huge, heavy guys because they knew we needed defensive ends and defensive tackles that were going to be outside linebacker shape and size to play Baylor and tech and all these other teams that were Oklahoma state. And so, so, so some of it was, you know, the offensive coaching. And then secondly, I think it was the recruiting. We were getting guys to try to fill needs and, and that sucks, right? Because if one of those big sons of bitches from the big 10 teams or sec teams, they grab this little son of a bitch that's, you know, he's a nose tackle, but he's only 6'1, 230. As soon as that big bear grabs a hold of you, speed doesn't make a fuck all of a sudden, right? Mm-hmm. It's game um, over. It, it is game over. And 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 time and time again that has been the case. Speed kills, sure it does, until one of those bastards grabs you, right? Uh, yeah. then it doesn't matter. And so so you do need both. Um But yeah, just to cover Venables before I get too sidetracked. I was just about to say, this is a perfect time
0: to segue now into that. So Venables is building his style. He's building his team, his recruiting class. How is this looking right now? I mean, from a standpoint of what you're seeing at the spring games. By the way, I heard the most recent spring game had almost 75,000 in in attendance. Is this correct?
2: That is correct. Yeah, yeah. 75,000 holds 83 and a half. Wow. Um, they almost yeah.
1: sold out a spring game. We almost
2: sold out the spring game. Jeez,
1: you know, <laughs> that's wild.
2: Uh, that is wild, and you know, and again, you know, these college stadiums are so massive. You know, that's seventy five thousand people. That's a, that's pretty good showing for yeah. any sport at any level. Um, and you know, a spring game's a practice game, right? It signifies the last practice, and it's open to the public um, of the spring training session. That's what spring – and so spring games get a little crazy. Don't want to get – you guys get me all fired up and all worked up, man. No, we need you to get fired up and worked up. We need that. Okay, so what you won't have at spring games is you won't have high school seniors that didn't want to go to prom, right? Uh, There are high school (laughs) kids that want to do that and shake their ass around. That's fucking great and a good time. If they want to go with little Susie to the prom, hey, they don't show up to the spring game. Pisses me off, but hey, I get it. Susie is a looker. So they don't show up. uh, (laughs) He's in love
1: with Susie, man. I'm in love with Susie.
2: (laughs) I mean, hey, you got to know a Susie every now and again. I've never met a a shitty Susie, man. All the Susies are pretty solid. Um, So so you won't get all the high school recruits that are going to be there for that upcoming season or that will show up in the summer to to, to be true freshmen uh, for this season. Uh, But and then the seniors that have graduated. Right. So a lot of the seniors aren't there. So really what you've got is either real diehard, serious football high schoolers and then your sophomores and juniors. Um, So that's how a spring game is set up. Um, So the team looks a little weird in some cases. um, Right. You're missing some pieces. Um, And every every school does it different, uh, which is a lot of fun, It's a lot of fun for the fans. You know, they'll be second and six and all of a sudden the coach will run out to the field and be like, all right, Oklahoma drills. And they'll do a tackling practice drill in the middle at the 50. Um, Seriously? Oh, absolutely. Oh, That's wild. Oh, it's absolutely nuts. There's no rules. You can do whatever you want. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, they stop it. They tell the refs, put that flag back in your pants, you piece of shit. I don't want to do that. That wasn't holding. What the fuck is wrong with you? Not in my book. Not on my book. Yeah. (laughs) And so that's kind of fun, right? And so and so they do all those things, and those are kind of you know who who is there, and uh, you know Brent Venables, um, a big part of it was you know the fans wanted to come out. He told the fans to come out, uh, and was really active in the community, radio, TV, uh, social media. Hey, I want you guys to come out here. I want you guys to support us. Uh, you know, to hell with Lincoln, essentially, and let's go. It's Oklahoma football time. And and the fans showed up. Baker Mayfield was getting his Heisman Trophy there uh, at halftime. It's about oh, all he's was, doing right now. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> right, was isn't that else done in do? a minute? <laughs> yeah, man. And you know, for those that are outside of this market um, and and don't know Baker or why he's idolized so much here, you know that guy looks like. Matter of fact, when you're done listening to this podcast. I want you to head down to Dan Burger King and any guy that works at Burger King is Baker Mayfield. Yeah. That's what he looks like. (laughs) Right. He you know, he's not, you know, uh, a little chubby, but still gets the job (laughs) done. Drinks beer while he mows the lawn. He's just a guy. And it is fascinating that a guy like that has the stones between his legs to walk on an NFL football field. Like him or love him, when you're just an average Joe. Um, that was a big part of, of who he was here. He was one of us playing with guys that are 6'8 and well, have 45-inch you know, verticals, right? Well, well,
0: Nathan, we, we can't just totally dismiss the fact that he was the very first pick in the first round of the 2017 NFL Draft.
1: Not in yeah. Oklahoma when he got to Oklahoma, though. It wasn't that way. Well, I know, but I'm just saying he's <laughs> just
0: talking like he's just like a normal guy. He's not... He is well, the I mean, first pick of the NFL draft. For <inaudible> sure. And, versus reality.
2: Well, for sure, and he's you know. a, he's a Heisman Trophy winner, which means he was the number one. If if you want to to go down he this was route, that he was he, the number one college football in the entire country, and he was sure. to to Vinny G's point to the reference point. Excuse me, <laughs> I would never disrespect you uh, on a podcast. <laughs> Thank you. But <laughs> uh, he was homeless when he came to Oklahoma Center. He lost the job at Texas Tech. Um, and that's a whole other story and, and, and it's really cool you know, how that all panned out. But, but because he was just a guy and it was the little things. You know, when we went to Georgia against the number one defense in the SEC at the time, uh, they had on every metric less rushing yards, less passing yards against, less points against the big bad Alabama. And uh, when he goes walking into the stadium of the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California, yes, that sir. dude is is holding a big ass sign that says pretenders because Lee Corso called him a pretenders. So called OU pretenders. And for a guy We don't that we don't shit
1: talk Lee Corso though. That's that's my king. I mean you
2: can't shit talk it, Lee Corso, Nathan. And that's and that's, that's my that's king. That, and I'm sure he is, and we call it on hollow ground here, Nate. <laughs> hey, hey, you might be the reverend, but we're talking college football, right? Hey, Irish Catholic, uh, bud. Let's go. <laughs> no, let's go. We, we call it <laughs> no, we call it we call it the Corso Curse, but we'll, we can go down that path at any time you guys want to. But um, for for a guy again that is your average dude, he's one of us. He is a people. He he's not a Greek god. Like some of these dudes are built and and at, at you know playing Division One college football at a major program,
0: like Spencer uh, Rattler,
2: and right, like Spencer Rattler, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and to call <laughs> out to to, ha- to have a balls to walk into such a big game against the baddest conference as far as defense is concerned, and the number one of those, and then to also before the game, you know, call out you know one of the most well respected. Uh, college football experts, you know, nationally syndicated Lee Corso. To us, that he says a lot of dumb shit though. I got to be honest, he does say a lot of dumb shit. He does, and I know age is a, an issue, but uh, yeah. so that's that's where Baker was, and so when he comes out, you know, there's everyone's wearing Baker jerseys. The kids are wearing Baker jerseys. Uh, you know, there's Browns jerseys in Oklahoma. I, I don't oh, know how long man. that will last. Obviously, it already um, ended, but bud. yeah, <laughs> it's over. But they're all over. <laughs> But that's where that comes from. So, if anyone's ever, I don't understand why, you know, people like him or, or what his deal is. That's why. That, that's why. He's an every man that's out there competing with the highest level athletes um, and, and talk shit while doing it. And I, I just, I think that's great. I, I love that about him. Well, I, I understand your love of
0: Baker. And that's always been something that is true now. Mike's always he,
1: loved him too. No, no, not a fan. I don't think anyway, so. anyway, anyway, anyway. I always tell. thought he was obsessed <laughs>
0: with it. So if we look at this recruiting class, right now, you know, if we look at ESPN's gradings of the Big 12 in 2022 and their recruiting commitment scorecards, right now uh, Oklahoma ranks second to Texas in the Big 12. And I know this is going to upset a lot of people. Three being West Virginia, four being Texas Tech. So looking at this right now, you know, you you don't have many blue chip players uh, coming in this season necessarily. We got a lot of guys in the top four. We got a lot of guys, you know, in that three-star, four-star range. So how are we looking, uh, these young guys that you did see at uh, spring game and 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 all this good stuff. What 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 are we thinking right now is going to be the outlook of this season? I mean, I know the schedule isn't the toughest, but what are we feeling right now?
2: Yeah, so I think um, you know we did really well in the portal. That was really good offensively. We got some big physical wide receivers. It's something that uh, we have missed in the past. Uh, so it's nice to have some some physicality, right? A true actual one wide receiver uh typically those last years with mike leach's proteges if you will we've had all slot receivers one okay. through four they're all slot guys um, are, you talking you know, about, it, are we talking about CD, good friend lincoln well right and him too cd lamb now okay he is a true number one but he's sure. not exactly megatron right no. uh, he's not a big huge physical beast He's just a Jerry Rice with speed. He's got that speed, um, yeah. He's got that speed, you know, and his hands are like vacuums. I mean, it's incredible. He catches everything. Yeah. It's a shame um, he went to Dallas. <laughs> I know, I know. He's right down the road, which is kind of cool, you know, for us. But, um, but, yeah, it's a shame he went to, to Jerry's world. Yep. Um, but Yeah, so offensively, I think, I think we're going to be good there. A lot of transfer, right, uh, our quarterback, two of them came from the portal, which is good. Uh, defense is where our five star guys are. We have two we got two five star safeties, a five star linebacker named Kanick. He's out of Kansas, and he's a state champion, uh, track and field guy from Kansas. Oh, sh- and he plays as a linebacker? He's a middle linebacker. Ooh. And he was gonna go to Clemson and sign with Clemson uh and then took that away and, and Venables. You know, Yep, because of Venerables. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that kind of that kind of segues and ties me in, before I get too wildly off course, to what Venerables is doing this, that's right and what he's saying that is right. The uh, So, obviously, being here in Norman, right, they have like Sooner TV, where it's like the college university TV, you know, where the kids are interviewing the kids and shit, you know, um, which is pretty cool. But you get kind of an insider look. And when the Combine was going on, um, you had Perrion Winfrey and all these other guys coming up. Uh, that are headed to the NFL, this was pre the the draft, of course, and every one of them came up to the reporters, you know, on TV, and they were like, Venables is a dog. They were like, if it wasn't for the money that I know that I'm getting ready to go sign and go to the NFL, they're like, I would come back and play for Venables right now. So he's
0: not a sorry ass
1: Venables then.
2: I still think he's a piece of shit. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say, yeah, say, I never, I never I, knew you to change your opinion so quickly. <laughs> it, it, well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. The verdict isn't out because we haven't strapped. There's a reason why they play the game, right? You know, you know. how many times does the underdog win? Sometimes, sometimes not. You know, upsets happen. There's a reason they play the game. But I'm telling you, if if he's going to win me over, he's doing a damn good job before we because he's, he's saying the right things. And what's so important in today's recruiting is these guys being believers in the staff, the program, the resources, the training facilities. Because now all of these five-star athletes, all of them talk to these NFL dudes. And some of our best recruiters now are not even on our staff. They're guys like DeMarco Murray and Adrian Peterson, C.D. Lamb, you know, all these sure. guys. Trent Williams. You know, all these dudes, you know, a huge beast. And those guys are big time Sooner fans. Well, they reach out when they they are all over social media. And when these kids are just, you know, gaining and gaining all this, you know, media fame when they're, you know, sophomores and juniors in high schools, these dudes reach out to them and they're like, dude, come to OU or Miami or wherever. And so the fact that Venerables has won the guys that are, you know, handing the torch over to the... To to the juniors, sophomores, and freshmen, that's a big deal for us. Sure. Um, so so we so we're getting recruiting. We did really well. Finally, defensively, offensively, it was more on the uh, portal side that we, I think we did really well. Um, but he's he's recruiting the right way, and it's through the players. Uh, speaking and, and of talking. which,
0: speaking of which, if we're if we're gonna hit on the transfer portal, Dylan Gabriel out of UCF decides mm-hmm. to come to OU, right? All right, mm-hmm. so he's coming in now, going to be starting quarterback, presumably, because we don't necessarily have a number one. You know, Caleb left for the uh, Mikes the boy. I can't you believe know? you
2: lost Caleb. <laughs> Caleb, dude, Caleb oh, Caleb well, so Caleb good, was on his way I told you he running. was good at the spring game. I was like, God, Caleb Williams is a stud. Oh, no,
0: absolutely. No, Norman's been talking about wow. Caleb Williams and how wonderful – that this person's going to be for USC for a long long time. And um, oh, yeah. Um, you, can you can go back and asshole. listen to it. You can go you can,
2: you can go back and listen to it if it's you guys think of I'm bullshit. Myself.
0: He's not. He's not. He was for, talking for about Caleb yeah. Williams before Caleb Williams was a household name.
2: Yep. Yes. Yeah. So no before Before Spencer Rattler, he was the presumed, you know, the front runner, the the prize horse to win the Heisman. I I told Mike flat out, Chicago Mike, I said, well, you want to know who's the better quarterback in this country than Spencer Rattler, who was at the time – the presumed Heisman frontrunner? I For said his backup, Caleb Fucking Williams. Yeah, I, that dude, dude. I can't believe you got him at USC. That guy's. Oh, I can't. He was going to follow Lincoln, yeah. and
0: and you know we'll yeah. get into some of the NIL stuff here shortly. But I want to see if we got a chance to see uh, this Gabriel and see exactly what he's about because a lot of people were saying he was going to transfer to uh, UCLA. And he decided to go with Venables to OU. So, is this something right now that we're looking at as a pro a con? He's a lefty quarterback. He's not necessarily a guy who stretches the field a ton, but then again, we'll run an offense the way Venables would want it ran. So, I mean, did you get a chance to see our guy here uh, in our spring game and kind of see exactly what we're what we're up against, or if this is a pro or a con? Not sure.
2: Yes. So, uh, if there is some Oklahoma Sooners uh, on, on this podcast, if there are some some Sooner Nation on this podcast, I'm not going to be very well liked uh, with what I'm about to say, <laughs> oh, uh, and, and I'm sure I I'm, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm sure that there's some of them. I know that, that you guys are, are are gaining popularity, and everyone I talk to out here, I tell them to to join the Otaxi Squad podcast. Let's go. Uh, so, I hope I don't get mugged in the street for this. Everyone here. Yeah, no not believe- mug Nate, please. I like this guy. Yeah,
0: yeah we like Nate. Don't mug him. Don't mug him. <laughs> he's just gonna say it straight.
2: Yep. D- Dylan Gabriel, according to OU fans, is a second coming of Christ. Uh <laughs> and uh, I, I gotta tell you, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh I, I I don't I don't think so. And I I think that's for a lot of reasons, right? Um, he's very Drew Breezy, he's six foot, 186 pounds. Uh, another, another little guy, uh, not overly swagger. Um, if you're going to be a little guy, you kind of got to be a spark plug. I, I don't really see that out of the dude. Weirdly enough, he was dropping a lot of snaps, uh, out of the shotgun formation, which hmm. really concerned me. Nobody brought that up. Uh, not even our local uh, media guys, which I found that's bizarre. Uh, I think they're just a little biased and hoping for the best. Same positive, um, and positive, yeah. And then the spin of the ball, right? Just you guys had said he's a lefty. Um, So the ball's spinning the other way. These dudes at this level throw the ball so hard. The spin of the football fucking matters. You know, when you're at high school, you're at college, and you're literally, these guys are shooting this thing out like a cannon, like they're throwing a baseball and they're a professional pitcher, right? A lot of pitchers end up being quarterbacks and and vice versa, right? incredible arm strength this is not your dad you know sitting on the lawnmower drinking a beer and tossing a football to you this is someone that is like throwing a laser right a missile right into your chest and so the spin I think affected some of our receivers um there was quite a few drops and and that was really concerning mm-hmm. was that uh, ball and was
0: placement it- was that ball placement or do we think that was the spin of the ball
2: uh, so I think decision-making was pretty good. I, I think okay. it was you know, right. Respectively. And, and I've been blessed to see some of the best decision-makers at the collegiate level anyways, uh, with Kyler Murray, right. I've seen, uh, you know, Baker with the collegiate level again was really good. Um, you know, tons of really, really good quarterbacks. Jason well, I White mean, you, was
0: really good. I mean, listen, on a scale of Kyler Baker and Caleb, where does he fit in the mix here right now? I mean, is he not even in the same stratosphere?
2: No, I wouldn't say so. Now, and and again, right? I, who knows? I I think so. This is this is this is a final verdict for me on Mr. Gabriel, right? I think that was a very eye-opening experience for him, right? Playing at UCF is a big, big, big-time difference than playing in front of 80,000 fans. You know where there's all these Heisman Trophy statues when you're walking into the stadium. It's different, and I get that. I think some of it, and this might sound crazy for a guy that has already played some Division I college football, quite a bit of it, um, but I think there was some jitters there. What I think Dylan Gabriel is, I think he is a UCF guy. I think he's going to be serviceable at OU, hopefully serviceable enough our defense better than can Rattler. Help us out. Oh, it's quite a bit better than Rattler. Okay. Oh, he's going to be better than Rattler. Oh yeah, for sure. Rattler, Rattler was ass, <laughs> right. Rattler was bad. And he, he got too much into his own head. He was bigger than the mm. university. Right. Um, he had so much hype coming in. Um, so, I mean, it was ridiculous when it was coming here and he had YouTube videos throwing footballs off of the side of a mountain in Arizona it was all, it was ridiculous. It's like uncle Rico, right? Uh, the guy's a, he's a fucking mess, you know, and uh, God bless him. You know, he's a young man. So I hope he does great things in South Carolina. Um, but uh, he's uh, not going to do much there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not Kyler Baker, you know, um, well, not any of, of those kinds of guys. To kind of lead into
0: this, how does, how does this Jeff Levy offense look compared to, the days of Lincoln? Is it more spread out? Is it more run and gun? I mean, what, what would we say our ultimate take is leaving spring games? I mean, is this something now that we're looking at this offense saying we're in just as good a position as we were last season? I mean, because Jeff Levy, was the OU or not OU guy? I mean, so to speak. Right. But then again, he he coached under, uh, you know, the uh, the former great himself, former USC coach, Mister Lane Kiffin. So, you know, I'm just saying fucking lane uh, kiffin
1: jesus <laughs> i'm just saying hey, we we yeah, love him here Don't we got some forget. lane lo- we got yeah. some lane love
0: on this show i'm just lane. saying <laughs> so you gotta love some lane i mean lane's hung over most of the days but still he that's he why puts i like product him. <laughs> he puts good product on the field so is yeah. jeff levy looking like a guy for this ou offense
2: Mm, you know, too early to tell. And a big part of that is with the high school, the freshmen and the seniors not being there. And in spring game, okay. um, so much more of the spring game. And it's the white one of the reasons I appreciate them the most. It is raw practice, raw football skills, right? Does my corners, do they have good hips, right? Is there separation from my wide receivers? Is the ball placement good? Is the decision-making right? Um, Does a running back see the hole? Does he hit the hole hard? Uh, Does he not hit the hole? Where are the linebackers? Have we seen one? I don't know, right? And it really is truly about the fundamentals. Fundamentally, do these guys look like they're getting coached, right? Do they look like... They come here at a five-star, they leave here at a five-star, or they come in here as a five-star and leaving as a two-star. And defensively, certainly that's what's happened uh, in the past, right? It was a degradation uh, as opposed to any type of progress whatsoever defensively. And defensively, I got to say, the guys they got, they're dogs. They're big. They look good in football pads. Um, It's going to look, yeah, it's going to look a lot different. Um, we had guys getting knocked out by our, the safeties. One was a, a true freshman right out of high school, and the other was a junior uh, that we have on our team. Um, and, I mean, knocked the dude out. I'm stone cold wide receiver. We haven't seen hits like that at OU in a long time.
1: So what? these dudes
2: are, yeah, they're going to be bringing the wood. And what? so for that, I'm very, I'm very happy. You know, as, as far as very raw, very fundamental spring game, uh, you know, there was a little bit of single back under center, which is nice. We don't see that much. Uh, there was a lot of shotgun. Um, so it looked it looked pretty similar. Um, but it's the defense already, they look better in pads and they look like they know where they need to be, which is huge. Absolutely huge. Now,
0: with that being said, what group of these guys are transfers? And then to kind of lead into the transfer side of things, I mean, what is our take right now of this whole NIL situation? Because there's been a lot of things in the news with this whole NIL deal and kind of leading into that, um, you know, exactly what is our take right now of the NIL and where are we headed as a college football state, so to speak, um, in the coming years with this whole NIL thing, because of course there's going to be guys transferring. Uh, you want to know why Caleb decides to go California dreaming? Well, he's going to get paid a million dollars a year as a, you know, junior. So what are we feeling right now? OU's position is on that. And then not only that, what's your take on the NIL altogether?
2: Well, okay. So, so the OU, I'll just kind of scoop that into the whole NIL disaster that it is. Right. Um, so, so name, image, and likeness. Why is it even called that? Right. Uh, so many people probably because Americans have very short-term memory, um, uh, have forgot where that comes from, right? It could have been pay to play. could have been all these different, crazy, and exotic, and bizarre names of what we're going to pay college football athletes. Name, image, likeness. Where does that come from? That comes from, the world's greatest video game in the history of fucking mankind let's go on on this planet or any other fucking planet in the fucking universe right and that's ncaa college football hell yeah. i mean um, it's obvious
1: i think that anybody that doesn't think that is incorrect i yeah. the amount of hours i've logged on that damn game is ridiculous it's ridiculous hours. too many hours
2: right uh, and and frankly, you're a piece of shit if you think otherwise. I, it's, it, it is by far. No, I agree. The this isn't an game. opinion. This is a fact. Uh, <laughs> fact. Uh, yeah. Um, and so this third stringer, I'm not even going to mention his name because he's going to really piss me off, right? He goes to NCAA, ends up going as far as high as the Supreme Court, uh, and said, "Hey, you know, number 82 there on on the screen looks just like me, and I'm not getting paid for it." And uh, I'm suing your ass. And when he sued NCAA College Football, uh, damn... There is no more game, right? Yeah, that, so was, like, that he, was a sad day for
0: all of us. So, <laughs> so sure. not so, right. college football game in almost eight years now. It's really depressing. It's coming back. It's not just,
2: yeah, it's not just don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? Let's just scorch the entire earth, dude, you know, and just nuke the whole motherfucker. <laughs> and, it, and it really, it, as you can tell, it still hurts my feelings pretty severely. No. Nah. Right. <laughs> but that's where it came from, is that his name and his image and his likeness was used, and he wasn't paid for it. So, so what do the great minds at the NCAA and all these co- college regents and presidents, uh, presidents of these universities, decided to do? Well, fuck, we got set, sued for name, image, and likeness. Let's shut them the fuck up, and let's pay them for their name, image, and likeness. S- sounds sounds kind of semi. How could we fuck that up, right? They sued us. They want to get paid for their for, for their for their product, which is their self, right?
1: Any they, advertising, basically. it's like the right
2: advertising, the right? They don't make yeah. a product. They are the product, right? And so so we'll pay them for their name, image, liking. So what they said was, Okay, you can pay the players. And that's it. That's where it basically. stopped. That there was not hardly any um you know what about conferences right what about tv rights media rights um if these guys go you know or they do a movie and make 35 million dollars is that fine can a uh can a booster pay these guys uh Bijan Robinson the uh running back for uh, the University of Texas uh just got a Lamborghini from the Lamborghini dealership in Austin um so now it is it has transformed from hey look if you have done good on the football field enough that you're popular enough, we're going to pay you for the product yourself, for how successful you've been as a starter, and what you've done for our football program. Here's a Lamborghini. It went from that to Hey there, uh, you know, fucking sophomore in high school. Um, Did you know there's like six Lamborghini dealerships in Austin? Fuck it, everyone in the family gets one, right? Let's go from the Lamborghini dealership. Let's make it very clear, not from college, from the Lamborghini dealership, (laughs) from the Lamborghini dealership,
0: Lamborghini. That's
2: what I'm saying. I'm not even which happened to be all OU alum and all OU boost or or Texas alum and Texas boosters, right? right? So. Um, so, you know, you're getting it from both ends of the stick, if you'd like. Right. And so, so, so that I think is where the Nick Saban, Jim, uh, Jimbo Fisher thing was going. Great um, and, and we can kind of, we can kind of get into that. Let's go. It, it's important. The name image and likeness, right before it was good initiative, bad judgment. If we're going to pay the players fine, it's one of those things. It was going to happen. But if we want to go the name, image, likeness route, there needed to be contracts. It needed to be kind of right, performance based, right, as opposed to used as a recruiting tool that it is now, right? I think. Now I think so. I think good. honestly,
1: basically, how it was is like they want to completely avoid including the school in this whatsoever, and like it would be. We have to at least say that people were getting paid under the table. Like I was completely obvious at this point. I think right. they were just like, let's just completely avoid the school doing anything at all. And just say it's all of the businesses around it, which basically all it is is a guy comes in. Hey, we got these 10 places and all of them are boosters for our whole program. So why don't we just tell them they're going to get money from them. We're not going to give them money, quote unquote, and they're still going to get it anyway. The only that that kind of point there is the only reason why I think there's like no solution to this. Like it's gonna happen either way. Like what the fuck are you supposed to do?
2: Yeah, no, I think there there is there is a solution to that. But uh, do you want to go Jimbo Fisher Saban on this topic, or do you want to go God, to the yeah. solution for this topic? Oh, oh, I, I think one?
0: I think no, we're not going solution. We're going with okay. the news story, brother.
2: Okay, the news story. Okay, so so to 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 what we're talking about and to what. What the Reverend is talking about as well um, is Nick Saban is fired up um, allegedly, quote unquote, and I'll get into allegedly, that. Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly fired way. up, most emotion I've ever seen from <laughs> him. Right about Texas A and M specifically, Jimbo Fisher, but and Texas A and M the whole party at, at Texas A and M Aggie Land. Mind um, you, their but, recruiting
1: class was fucking insane this year. Yeah,
2: <laughs> like, they insane. were. But- <laughs> and we kind of hit on this before this, there are look at their recruiting class the last 15 years. And I bet you f- maybe three or four times has it been outside the top fifteen. and, and, right. and, 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 there's, and there's reasons for that too. Uh, you know, before we go to Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, look have as many five stars as you want. Get as, as the top kids in the country to go to your school. You don't develop those kids. It ain't, it, don't, it doesn't fucking matter. Yep. Texas, Tennessee, again, both of those. Tennessee had two tops, uh top three recruiting class in the last five years, and they go under 500 every year. It, it does, look, you're, you can bring the horses to the stable, but if you don't have nobody to train that motherfucker, I'm telling you, the average horse, six stalls down, is going to smoke that ass.
1: It's just right, a fast horse with no direction at all. No direction.
0: So, no yeah. direction. So, 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 Norman. To so, lead to that, can we check Vince a little bit for his excitement for the number one recruiting class of the country and his Notre
1: Dame fighting? Irish? Well, technically, that's twenty twenty three. My just bad. Just saying. My technically, bad. it's twenty twenty three.
2: But they're still Continue. Dogs. Yeah,
1: Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. The de-
2: development is such a critical part of that of that equation. But anyway, so he's saying that they're buying players. And and so, you know, there's been all kinds of talks and all kinds of debate about this, right? Okay. Well, to, to Vinny G's point, we're Texas A&M. We're a great, you know, the guy's name is Jimbo fucking Fisher. How legit yeah. is he? Probably The southern I shit I've ever heard, and I love it. <laughs> I know. I, I do, too. I want to drink a beer with a Jimbo because I think it's Me a ridiculous too. name. Um so, but anyways, yeah. So they're saying, hey, we're on the up and up, right? It's all these people in College Station are, are you know, if you will, Lamborghini dealerships or whatever. they're the ones that are doing it to pay them for their marketability. Nick Saban, truly in the deep dive of what he's saying when he says that they're buying their players is how could, how, how could possibly a, a local businessman pay somebody for their name, image, and likeness, and they have not taken not one goddamn snap of college football. Do you know how many consensus All-Americans at the high school level go to D1 colleges and never not once? Consensus All-Americans. I'm talking, there are five-star guys at a variety of schools that never not once played not one fucking down. They were always beat by the next guy there. That was either there or that comes to them. So if you're going to say that we're going to take it away from the university and, and where you're actually uh, creating your product yourself, right, right, now the dude's never played a snap, it has to be a recruiting tool. In this Didn't
1: that sense. happen with Bryce Young, though? I mean, like it, he already had three mil in the pocket before oh, he took a snap.
0: Exactly, like Bryce right. Young at… Bama yeah. was already right. a millionaire before okay. he even took a He snap. was the so, example
1: of this. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like it's
0: a great, a great, yeah. a great example. antithesis yeah, right? of this, 100%. I mean, that's the thing where I feel like Saban, with this entire Jimbo thing, I mean, is it safe to say that there might be some fear of God struck in the man? Mm-hmm. I mean the reverend. Yeah. have to Go bless him. Right. I mean. What? At this well, yeah. Point, that's what. I like it.
2: <laughs> yeah. I do nuance, too. Maybe.
1: Nuance. What, what,
2: what Saban's saying is two parts. One to what I'm saying. Right. That they are molesting this rule. Right. And they're using it as a recruiting tool. And they're not what using it truly. <laughs> I like, like that. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> it's delicious, if you would say. Right. Or perhaps not delicious. Maybe. Right. Uh, yeah. Whoops. Um, But yeah, they're screwing that completely up, right? Completely, 100%, right? And using that as a recruiting tool. And I know that they're doing that, is what Saban's saying. The second thing that he's saying, right, is he's beating the war drum to all his boosters, right? And all his local businesses. And he's saying A&M's buying all of their players. And what he's really saying is, hey, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, I need you guys to start buying Lamborghinis for this 15 year old kid that doesn't have a driver's license for another year that we think could be a five star in three years. Right. Which is what you're doing at the high school recruiting cl- uh, level. Uh, you know, again, it was saying that's something that the government had to step into when, uh, they were the SEC specifically, were reaching out to kids as young as eighth and ninth grade. Okay. You're eighth grade. You're a junior higher. And they're saying, "Dude, come play for us." And they recruit these kids not not you know six months before the football season. They're talking to this kid for five years, right? And so the government had to stop, step in and say, well, "Jesus, this is a child." We need to kind of pump the brakes, right? Well, Just that was—I mean, that's Lenny
0: Fournette. That's a lot of these guys that are playing in the league today that grew up to be physical freaks. I mean, I remember when Lenny sure. Fournette was 14 years old being showcased on SportsCenter. I mean, these were real right. things coming up, and 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 as they continue to progress. Now, this whole Jimbo and Saban thing came out to be an absolute shit show. To was ever listening to the CFB episode, basically Saban in his forum uh, at Bama was put on the spot about these NIL. Deals. And as Nathan has alluded to, basically said why it's bullshit and brought and literally called out Jimbo Fisher in Texas AM. Now, Jimbo Fisher calls a legitimate press conference the next day, no notes, no nothing, basically says to the entire Texas AM media that you should look into Nick Saban's atrocities and all this good shit as if all of them aren't guilty of it. So, Norman Nate, to lead to that, are you team Saban or are you team Jimbo?
2: A hundred percent Saban, right? Because oh, I get, good. I, 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 I understand what he's doing. He's beating the drum and telling his people publicly, "Look, if we don't start buying these kids, as fucked up as that sounds, and as fucked up as that is, that is what is happening with absolutely the wild, wild west that this name, image, and likeness." It has nothing to do with their name, image, and likeness. Truly, all of it is going to be recruiting, right? And so he's beating that war drum. He's firing up his boosters. We need to start buying players. I respect that. I get. I don't respect that. I take that back. I understand what he's doing. The guy's not trying illegal. to win. He's trying, you know? It's not illegal, and he's well, trying to thing, win national championships.
1: The thing with like college coaches for me, it's like no matter what rule happens, they're going to bend it. So, like, oh, for sure. whatever you do, they're finding a loophole. So, even if they close it, I don't know. It's just like, well, you know, hush and, hush, here we are. And, yeah. like, it and just so happens that, every year.
2: And so, that's why the NCAA is, is you know, the president is stepping down, right? Um, it, it's, it's getting closer and closer to disbanding. For those that don't know, NCAA uh, is the governing body of student-athlete sports, right? It's shit, basically. Uh, and it's outrageous. It is. <laughs> you know, I remember this was about six or seven years ago, it was a while ago, and our offensive linemen self-reported because they had one extra bowl than they were allowed of pasta at Psychotic. a buffet um, because that's how the guidelines were written. And so to your point of they, they try to find rules to bend, it was very easy to find those rules to bend because the, the document was so massive of what these kids could and couldn't do. It was so out of control that it was basically ungovernable. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just like the really big ticket items that were super obvious. You know, we buy them at, you know, 8,500 square foot mansion. Right. In Norman obviously that was illegal back in the day. Now it's not right now. It's name, image and likeness. And now someone else buys them a $25 right. million. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well,
0: to go into the loophole factor, I mean, who's to say that these guys weren't getting paid under the table. If you were an offensive lineman or a star quarterback were. by a dealership <laughs> or a church or some sort of not for profit that was created in their name, either that, or as Nathan's alluded to a couple different times, you know, maybe you hire uncle Timmy, To be, you know, a uh, uh, an offensive consultant, you know, or whatever. There is always something here that is going on behind closed doors. Now, to kind of look at that whole thought process of the NCAA in theory disbanding. Now, does this become something where it's like the Premier League in soccer? I mean, where you have these mega conferences in 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 theory, and they. Team up to either create Something larger like let's say The SEC and the Big 12 teams Up right which you're starting to see a lot Of that already happen and then You're already starting to mm. see Big 10 that. still
1: fucks I don't forget
0: oh yeah I'm just And I was getting into that Reverend um, getting Into <laughs> that you look at the Big 10 You look at the Pac-12 they're starting To create mergers are we getting Into the next era of college football Where it's looking more so like professional soccer with the premier league and all these different things. I mean, professional soccer in the U S is nothing compared to what it is overseas in Europe. (laughs) Right. Is, but is that the thought process of what the future of college football is going to be?
2: Yeah. So I think so. And I've been saying that for a long time, even pre all, all all the madness and OU Texas leaving uh, to the sec has to happen. Right um because you we have got to start treating and this is something ncaa should have identified uh, much earlier i think in this process we have to and i I brought this up on an earlier podcast Uh, we have to start treating football for the sport that it is compared to the other sports hey look if you're a listener You play tennis, God bless you, right? I think that's fun and it's enjoyable. Oh, hell, I'll even go and pay five bucks and watch it. I think it's a good time, right? But there's only going to be four or five other people watching you play tennis, right? Whereas I can get 90,000, you know, Tennessee, 106,000, Georgia, you know, 96,000 people. I can get all of these people. Michigan, (laughs) 110,000, right? The big house, they even call it that, right? So, so... The, the problem with, with college sports is it stands today. And, and the big reason that, you know, if you really look at the college conferences, except for the last couple of years where it's starting to kind of branch out, they're extremely local regions. And the reason why they're that way, for instance, the Big 12 is almost entirely off Interstate 35, uh, literally almost all of the schools, right? Um, And so straight up north, right, from Texas all the way up through Kansas, right, uh, and Nebraska at one point, right? So um, the reason for that was, is back in the day, before the nuclear arms race that football has become, before the massive, crazy amounts of television contracts that are produced and, and given to these schools and conferences for football, these schools had to look at each other and go, Jesus, I got a, fi- I got a uh, field, uh, field, uh, a schedule for men's soccer. Fucking men's soccer. I got to take 25 jokers, and what am I going to do? I'm in Norman. Am I going to put 25 soccer players and send them to, and this is America. We're talking about the Champions League. No one gives a shit here. Are we going to send them on an airplane? Twenty-five dudes. How expensive it, to play USC, and then the next weekend fly those clowns all the way over to New York, right, to play NYU or somebody crazy? It's not, it, it, made, it would it be no it sense. would be
0: great theater, though. I mean, if you do look it at it from be. that standpoint, it would be great theater. So when we look at this now, I mean, okay. So how does this work if we're going to look at the future and we're going to have some kind of closing arguments here? So with that being said. All right. So how does this work? Name, image, name image, likeness. We're giving, you know, teens, millions. Now, where do we draw the line? How does that look in your eyes where we're going to say, all right, well, where do we differ from the NFL? Is there an age limit? Is there something that says, yep, you got to stop at this age in order to be drafted? See, that's where I get all goofy, because. Where do you start then? Does the NFL not look at college football the same way? Because that's where the hub of talent comes from. You know, if you mm-hmm. look at professional football, there is no minor league system. So, how does this become that in a weird way? Is this something where there is an age limit, or do you just play for OU or Texas forever? I don't, where do you draw the line? That's
2: where I'm confused. Yeah. So so the way that I see it, right, is I see it is that again, whether we want to say the NCAA or preferably the conferences or preferably, we never really got into it, the Super conference, uh, where you get rid of all these trash D1 programs, then you know, 134 of them, uh, which a hundred of them or about there are completely have no chance in hell, right? Uh, We take our blue chip programs. We set them aside the super conferences. But what I say is we pay them like the NFL players. Look, everybody bitches that they want to make money. Good. Fuck it. Pay them. Right. And pay them outright. And then once they uh, are successful, and if they're successful, uh, they can go and do their own name, image, and likeness, just like the pros can. Absolutely. 100%. You want to go sign a deal with Nike? Great. Why? Because you played a snap at OU or wherever. Let's say, oh, you, you played a snap there. You were successful enough to actually get Nike, uh, interested in your quote, name, image and like, and God bless you, make whatever you want. But I what say happens when somebody here.
1: gets one before the season starts? Like what happens if well, like, because, Nike, see, that's like, what, I want you?
2: Right. And see, that's right. I don't think that that's going to happen. I really don't. I think it's happening I now. I will hold on. Right. It's only because it's so new. Okay. The fourth or fifth time, and I bet you by the end of this year, if not next year, you know, Bijan Robinson, uh, you know, of course, he has played there. So that's a little bit different. But a guy like that, that's a five star guy, that's a stud, after the fourth or fifth time, Nike throws $5 million at a 17 year old, and the guy ends up blowing his ACL out in the second game of the season, it's never the same, right? That comes to a stop. Bet. 100% bet. Nike, all these guys are not going to fund unproven 17, 18-year-old children before they play D1 football. And the reason for that is the history, the long history, all the way back to when they were GIs coming back from World War II that played college football, all the way to these superstar kids now playing football. There is a long history of You might have been an All-American in high school, but the day you show up at Notre Dame, uh uh-oh, it's a whole nother ball game, right? So I think that's where, will it happen? Sure, and is it happening now? Of course it is, until they get burned enough. How many, Spencer Rattler is a great example. Let's say he goes to South Carolina and either gets hurt or continues to be trash. He will be the first casualty of a dude that got money prior to taking a snap that was a five-star number one quarterback high school recruit in the united states of america when he was recruited and was a burnout Mm -hmm. he's not the only story of that ever happening he's the first one burning the system of that money and 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 essentially sabotaging a company out of their money right so so when that happens enough these guys are going to say hey look I'm not going to pay this 18-year-old, quote, Kevin Durant money or LeBron James. I'm not going to make him a Nike shoe if the last four that I thought were going to be LeBron James, that, by the way, I'm an executive and I'm signing this ticket. LeBron James. People (laughs) people tell me that this kid is really special. I never personally have seen him played. But I have now spent five times five, $25 million in two years, and four or three even, of those five didn't pan out. I don't think that that's a very successful business plan. And I don't think that that's going to happen very long for very, for very long. The other part of it is the name is well. And the other part of it is the name image likeness, right. For the scrubs that are on the team, there will be, if there isn't already people are going to say, well, little Johnny here, the third stream, right. Guard, you know, he's paying for college. He's not on scholarship. You know, what does he do for name, image, and likeness? Because his name, image, and likeness isn't worth jack shit. Well, they'll just Honestly, a deal at
0: the local strip club. Vince and I have right. talked about this forever. Either that or they'll yeah. give him the local deal with Chick-fil-A. Right. Yeah, Tony's
1: Fun Palace. Yeah, Tony's Tony Fun <laughs> <Palace>. <laughs> <You> know, Vince <laughs> and and I,
0: for example, <laughs> would have gotten the NIL of Tony Fun's Palace. And I would have right, done for it. Sure. Sure. Oh, I would have totally done it, but there's the right. difference here. There's there's going to be guys who are going to be the top tier, top five, or you know your five star uh, recruits and your four star recruits. But how they pan out over time is the thing, and when and where they get that money is always going to be something. Now, I don't necessarily think that'll happen overnight. I think this is going to get regulated at some step of the way. Um, And we'll kind of continue to monitor that as we go now for Mm -hmm. our final thought here, Nathan, what is your prediction for the USC Trojans this season? Because I'm honestly
2: (laughs) curious to know this. You know? yeah. Well, if they're gonna win the they're gonna win the Pac twelve or the Pac Come on, or the or the Pac forty six or whatever it is now. There's so many teams out there. <laughs> they got, there, rid, of, uh, they got the-
0: rid of divisions this season. The Pac twelve got rid of divisions this season, which I think is brilliant. Honestly, they're one of the first major conferences to do so right to say we're going to get rid of divisions and now the two best teams are going to play so if that's Utah or if that's ASU or if that's University of Arizona and USC or UCLA or whatever that's going to be the divisions really aren't going to matter anymore which i do believe is the way that all of these major conferences just start to bleed out now yeah i'm i'm just curious to know because you know your boy Lincoln is there now and and it was an abrupt ending but now he's there, California Draymond. I believe next stop after this will be the pros for him. But What a paycheck, too. Oh, least. yeah. Got a bag. Now, what is your prediction for the USC Trojans? You're saying a Pac-12 win this season, even over Utah. Oh,
2: absolutely. Oh, absolutely. 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 Okay. Uh, and a big part of that is is not only the people he got from us, but then the recruits that signed on on top of that and the portal – that he did very well in the portal as well. Um, You know, he, he, that USC team is not going to look at all period like it did last year. Um, Pretty much uh, the starting 22, both offense and defense are going to be completely revamped. Um, And the PAC 12 is trash, right? So you're, you're (laughs) basically taking Oklahoma and putting it and playing teams like Saint West Mary's Jehovah Witness or whoever plays in the Pac-12, I don't even know because they're so garbage <laughs> out. <West>. Hey, the <laughs> first the yeah, first game, the, the first are. game of the
0: season for USC is Rice. So we're off right. uh, hearts uh, uh, a really hot start and a hard start at that. Right. So, and
2: to, but to be fair to him, we all do that, right? We all well, schedule I mean,
0: yeah. softies and the but, but yeah, right. like you yeah. guys are playing UTEP. Your first game. I mean, so right. no one's too, too, you know, excited. Which, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah.
2: So, right? so I, mean, I think, I think Lincoln Riley wins the Pac-12 and I think, I think exactly what happened to him at USC or, or at what happened to Oklahoma is the same philosophy and the same thing with the same coaches because he took them that happened to Oklahoma at USC, right? He's going to put up 65 fucking points a game. Right there's going to be little kids running all over the fucking field, scoring touchdowns. It'll be touchdowns for fucking everybody. Right, you get a touchdown, you get a goddamn. Touchdowns, score a touchdown, everybody, touchdowns, everybody, Touchdowns. You, everybody see, a you right? guys, while
1: you're enjoying rice and UTEP, Notre Dame doesn't stare his anger right in the face, and they're playing Ohio State first game of this year. So seriously, swear yeah. to God, September third, oh, wow. baby. Vinny, so and then that's one to zero
2: brothers, one and zero. Hey, that's the one thing I'll talk about the Notre Dame, right? Uh, Notre Dame is not flat out scared of nobody. Uh, and oh. even though, even though they're an independent and that, you know, that's to me, ridiculous. They shouldn't be. Uh, stupid. <laughs> you know, they could take a bitch move and they could be an independent and ride their history and, and, you know, schedule a bunch of nobodies. Them dudes schedule everybody. I they mean, got they, Cal, they, they got
1: BYU, they got Clemson, yeah. they got USC. Yeah, they're gonna play I teams know. this
2: year. Yeah, and they do every year, and that's yeah. big respect. Um, but yeah, to finish the Lincoln Riley thought, right? Um, and then what will happen is they'll go play somebody that's a grown fucking man at wherever Georgia, Clemson, it makes no difference where we're fixing to be, and they're gonna grab all these little dudes that are five foot four, 125 pounds, and look like they're cheerleaders. They're just going to start snatching those bodies up. It's going to be the same thing. And God bless you, Mike. Chicago, Mike. I do. I mean it sincerely, brother. I hope you guys get a different defensive coordinator. I hope that Lincoln Riley has learned from his Oklahoma experience that you gotta have the big, strong dudes, too. But you, you love Alex
0: Grinch. How are you going to sit here and say we choose a different defensive coordinator when, you know, six months ago you were all over Alex Grinch, and I broke the news to you, actually, on the most a recent CFB show. I broke huge. the news to Norman Nathan that Alex Grinch was not returning to the University mm-hmm. of Oklahoma, and he was quite upset with this. So what's changed in this time? I'm very concerned.
2: So, so what's changing the time on on him specifically, uh, is he's a company man and, 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 uh, based off of all the research that I've done, he's a hundred percent a yes man, right? Why were they big, physical and tough when he got him from Ohio state? Wasn't necessarily him. It's because that's what urban urban Meyer wanted. Right. And that's what he did. Oh, our boy felony urban Meyer guy going around the country, (laughs) you know, abusing everybody. Yeah. He's a nut, you know, and. (laughs) Chicago Mike about gave me a heart failure when he was trying to say that maybe he would come to the Sooners. I'm like, please (laughs) Jesus. No, but you know, um, that's what he wanted, right? Lincoln Riley wants a bunch of guys that bench press, you know, 45 pounds twice. uh, Alex Grinch just seemed to be cool with that. Right now. Fundamentally, was he better than Mike Stoops? Uh, He was right. Our guys were at least in the neighborhood. There was some gang tackling involved, right? People were following the ball right? I was fair with that. Um, But season two with Alex Grinch, right? Um, Was a little bit, we didn't do much. He didn't recruit hardly at all. Everything was about the offense, right? That's where all the resources were. That's where all the recruiting staff went. It was all about the offense. So I guess in fairness to Alex Grinch, again, not all his fault, but I think he's a company man. I think he's going to do whatever Lincoln Riley does. And I would be really interested to see if USC, across the next three years, if they get top defensive talent. And I won't wholeheartedly put that against Alex Grinch. I just think he's like, fuck, this is sweet. I don't have to do the press conferences that a fucking head coach has to do. We win or lose. Maybe they talk shit about our defense, but whatever. We scored 72 points and they scored 71. We won the game. Doesn't really matter, right? Doesn't matter that these are actually basketball scores that we're looking at on on the scoreboard. doesn't matter. We won the fucking football game. So, you know, I I think he's a company man. I hope he's not for you. Um, But I suspect that it's going to be uh, tough times defensively and Lincoln Riley's game plan via Texas tech, Mike Leach back in the day is we're going to beat teams, not by manhandling them, not by taking the will out of their souls, we're going to beat them because if they score 83 points, we can score 84 points. And, and that's kind of the philosophy. Well, know? time's
0: going to tell on this, my friend, and, and we're yeah, going to continue to monitor this. I believe the allure of going to Southern California is far different than going to, uh, you know, Norman, Oklahoma or South Bend, Indiana, uh, to kind of give both of my guys some, uh, some grief here. Um, you know, you look at the allure of USC and what USC's always been. I it's always to me a step away from the pros. Um the Clay Heltons I think are done now. This was something that came out of the woodwork for us as a as a fan group. And, you know, between uh guys like Lane and then now we have Lincoln. I'm I'm jacked for it. And we're gonna continue to get after it on this podcast. Norman Nathan. Welcome back, my friend. It was it was so hell great having yeah, you here. Yeah, it was so great
1: having it's you. It's always here. a blast, man. Yeah, I man.
0: mean, I'm Jack to continue this series as we go, uh, and once games start here, we are going to have some uh, hell of a lot of fun uh, getting back to it. So, um, Norman, thank you so much as always uh, to ever listening. Welcome back to the CFB show, and we will continue to start pushing out this great content as the season begins. Norman Nate, any closing arguments or closing statements you would like to leave this lovely group of listeners?
2: Yes. If I if I become Brent Venables' fan, Fucking you're close
1: shit. you're I close you already <laughs> buddy
2: uh, huh. he's pulling at my heartstrings I, I don't know i will be i will be they uh, of course the listeners are already in this last however the hell long this has been uh, they're like this guy's a goddamn train wreck but i love it i want some more <laughs> of it um uh, but if if that dude uh, i might be in such a state of shock i don't know you guys might have to come down here uh, and, and resuscitate yeah. Game with him. Yeah, resuscitate <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, just he called out the fans, man, at, at the at halftime of the spring game, and it it almost made me cry. Yeah, and what I mean, and what do I mean? Are by, a fan. <laughs> I know, I know, dude. I almost cried. I almost <laughs> cried because I was like, yes, our fans are too fucking quiet. I've always we loved be, this guy. <laughs> we, ha! Oh, it's happening. Oh Jesus! (laughs) All right, yeah, that's my closing statement.
0: Brent Venables, Nathan. All right, well, you heard it here first, and we're going to continue to monitor this Brent Venables love affair that we got on our hands here, because we know you know Nate is all about his guy, and or or should we say, Nate's all about his former guy, uh, former (laughs) OU guy Venables, and Vinny's all about his you know upgraded D coordinator at head coach. My king. And, you know, then there's, you know, Chicago Mike just rolling on the Lincoln-Riley train. So we will continue to push out this awesome college football content. Thank you so much for everybody joining once again. As you know the drill, like, follow, rate it, subscribe, five stars. stars. We appreciate it. Norman, Nate, we'll see you soon, my guy.
2: For sure, man. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, guys.
0: Uh, Brother, miss you. We'll be back. Thank you, everybody.
2: Peace.
0: (laughs) you <laughs>